oh, better pack a bag. I'm feeling good. Where is my mate? I don't know if I'm ever going to see him again. Um, we are still in the weird. Look out. It's about to get weird up in here all over again. It's your boys, Jake and Rye, back with another brain-teasing, problem-solving audio pub discussion, which we like to call the World of Weird Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, Jake. Luckily, there's some pretty interesting and weird topics floating out in that big bad world right now. Otherwise, this podcast wouldn't exist, mate. That's very true, mate. And you know what? The pub discussions probably don't exist either in light of 2020. When was the last time you went to a pub? I've never been to a pub, ever. I'm a, I'm a pub virgin. It's one thing that's on my to-do list. Uh, we should talk about bucket list in the next episode. That would definitely be on it. Go to a pub with my mate Jake. If possible, would love to do it. Mate, I think we need a little bit more involvement from the people online with these topics. Um, today, we're obviously chatting all things leadership or role models. I think you'd like to position this chat. You know, I might approach it with, you know, leadership or mentorship. But we've also got a guest on today's episode in the wonderful, beautiful and very talented Liv Filand. Uh, so we're going to be chatting to her a little bit later on in this podcast about uh, mostly about like her experience with mentors and um, her vulnerability in seeking mentorship and the many facets that I guess mentorship more than role models probably plays in her life. It came to a point where I got this one message and I was, I remember it so clearly and I was sitting on my bedroom floor at 6am in the morning and there was this message that just rocked me to my core and it was so heart-wrenching what this girl was going through. And I spent half an hour sitting there crying, replying to her. And then I went for a quick walk before work and I was like, that was heart-wrenching, but it felt like I had purpose and that felt like what I was supposed to be doing, like giving back. Mate, did you enjoy our chat with her? Loved it. And she's so transparent and, I mean, I could still be talking to her now, quite frankly. So, yeah, that is awesome. (laughs) That's all coming up. Um, There is so much to unpack with this one because I don't think there's any wrong answers when it comes to role models. I, I, I personally have just lent on my experiences or my memories. But um, I'm also (laughs) like very, very interested to see where you are with this, mate. It's not something that we've talked about before. We're doing it right here on The World of Weird. So, mate, uh, if, if I was to say role models or leadership to you, what is the first word that pops into your mind? Oh, man. And you know what? Thinking about this, the first thing that probably pops into my mind is sport. And it's weird that like I'm categorizing it as you know, in that field or that profession. Um, but it was just like such an easy thing, especially as a kid looking for an example of where they'd like to take their career or where they'd like to take that for me personally, I'm not speaking for everyone here. I'm just speaking for me. I'm chatting about how I perceived a role model. Um, and as a, as a kid, I, I wanted to, I wanted to be a, you know, I want to be a tennis player. And so I looked up to those Australian athletes and it's weird how we kind of, you know, I mean, I feel like as, as, as an Australian, I always uh, wanted to emulate other Australian professional tennis players. It was never so much about the American or it was always like, who was homegrown? Who were the grassroots athletes that have also wor- walked, you know, this soil before me that I can emulate, that I can literally step the same steps and walk the same path that they had walked within their career. So mate, when, I, when, I, when I think back and, and look at my initial definition of of role model or, or what I aspire to be as a kid, it was to be an athlete. And if I was to put a name or a face uh, to this podcast, you know, I, I look back to people like Pat Rafter, the long-haired ponytail, winning back-to-back US Opens with his 
really vibrant red Prince tennis rackets, you know, with the big P like <laughs> printed all over the strings. You know, you saw that. You saw him get to the net and, you know, hit those winning volleys, um, slide those serves right out and move forward in the court. Like his, you know, that to me was what I aspired to be. I wanted to, I wanted to hold that Grand Slam trophy up over my head and, you know, and see myself look out to the sea of people in Flushing Meadows. That was what I, that, that's, that, that for me was a role model. That's what I wanted to, what's what I wanted to do with my my life you know and so then that played into all parts I guess of my 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 being you know I would be outside uh my parents house as a kid with a tennis racket slapping a an old muddy tennis ball up against their freshly white painted walls you know and creating (laughs) marks (laughs) creating all these brown marks all over their freshly painted walls and you know believing and and daydreaming about being in that position of, you know, playing a grand slam. That's man, that's that they were my dreams. They were my dreams as a kid. And um in coming into this discussion and thinking about this podcast and thinking about some of the stuff that we did get to chat with Liv about, you know, I looked up uh, I looked up to people. What about you, bro? Uh, what about you? Who who was that? You know, do do you have a similar story or, you know, who were yeah. the, the leaders in your life as a kid? Yeah. And first of all, let's hang on. You can't get off the hook that easy, mate. I'm going to pump up your tires for at least a second here. So for anyone that doesn't know my buddy Jake as well as I do, you were a fantastic tennis player. Before I met you is where you did most of your tennising. But from all the stories that you've told me, and I've had a chat with your dad and your mum about this, you were great, mate. You were fantastic. You're well on your way. You're traveling. You're practically getting paid to play tennis, which makes me wonder if for some reason the people that you are idolizing and your role models, you maybe took slightly more seriously than other people that maybe didn't reach the heights of tennis in which you did. So I'm going to leave that with you there because you were great. Never saw it. Wish I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, we can, we can definitely explore, you know, the athlete mindset and some of the things that I guess I have uh, adopted and, and, and taken from that lifestyle and from, I guess, that part of my life into what I'm doing now and how I've maybe been able to transition some of, you know, some of the lessons that I learned through sport into Mm. maybe into, into, into what I'm doing now, into, into the things that, yeah, I'm doing now. But mate, what about you? Let's go back to those early, early, you know, formative years. Was there a leader that you looked up to? Was it a role model? I guess what a modern day role model is in my perception is someone that is like potentially successful to a, to a certain degree in Western culture, but then also has publicity behind them. When you're saying like your athletes and like, I mean, a role model can essentially be anyone. It really can. And I, I'd imagine that most kids, their first role models before Pat Rafter is hopefully their parents. And mm. I think that when you're a kid, you are like, I'm, there's no one less powerful than a kid. Okay. That's something we also forget about when we're growing up. It's an era of our life. We, we are completely moldable. When you think about it, our parents feed us. They tell us what we can and can't do. They decide when we sleep, when we play, what we eat. Every minute of our younger life is so carefully controlled by someone bigger, stronger, and more powerful than us that we just grow up accepting that. So suddenly when you introduce a role model or a mentor or a leader into that world, the power, I think, is the one thing that connects us or the one thing that we want. I think that we are constantly 
looking for power. And in your circumstances, the power of Pat Rafter, unbelievably powerful. You don't, that is one word that I think everyone would use to describe Pat Rafter. He is a powerful, mm. powerful person has done powerful, powerful things. I feel as though when I look back when I was a kid, like sometimes kids don't always choose the hero who they think is going to save the world. So it's, for example, some people probably like Captain Hook over Peter Pan. Mm. Some people like the Joker over Batman. And then there's like the scoundrel, like, you know, I'm sure like if you want to put it into modern day sport, like you were talking about before, people may have liked the bad guy, which is like Dennis Rodman over Michael Jordan, because he was, I don't know, he was bad. You know, there was something, something likable about that. And that's the one mm. thing that I think has really caught my attention when I was spending a bit of time with this myself. And that's when I was growing up, I was absolutely obsessed with the Ninja Turtles, right? I had all the toys. I had all the training cards. I had literally had a life-size poster on my wall. I was a turtle, okay? <laughs> now, to break it down for all those playing along at home, the Ninja Turtles, there's basically four of them, and they all have different personality traits, and it's basically designed deliberately like that to give their gang diversity, okay? So, right. And without even knowing... Or really without even choosing, I was a Raph guy. Raph was my guy. He was the one with a bad attitude who didn't take shit from nobody. His social behavior was terrible. He was definitely the one that was the most negative out of the group. A clear example of something that like confuses me through all this is standing right next to Raph is the leader of the Ninja Turtles called Leonardo, right? Now, he was the blue one. He was caring. He was compassionate. He was loving. He was the friendlier turtle. So... The thing that like blows my mind is that this is almost like a clear example of my early traits, my subconscious choice that I made that it was almost my first mentor, my first role model, and my first idea of leadership and the first person that I wanted to win. Hey, what happened? You know what was funny also about that time? Is that we also pulled over on the side of this double bed with... Dude, did you not once think... It's the world. However... Right there and then, it was just like... Through the back of one of the... Um, neither of us have been on a cruise. But weird. One of the words which really stuck out to me in what you were saying before, at the start of your... You know, you know you're coming to terms with understanding mentorship or, or role models was the fact that you defined them or you defined a role model in your eyes something which shaped you was the word publicity someone that had publicity as kids growing up in the 90s and, and, and the 80s and the noughties like the way that we perceived um, our role models was through mediums like tv was through mediums like magazines and newspapers and so i guess my my question and my concern right now is if mediums like that influence our minds as you know kids growing up in those eras how are the mediums today impacting and having an impact on kids of tomorrow right now we live in a world that is so so filled with things like this like a pop like podcasts like you know smartphones that children are able to invest in you know, every hour, every living minute of the day. Like one of the things that I'm curious to know is that like I see kids, I see parents handing over an iPad to a five-year-old kid to invest their attention and to almost diverge their need to parent. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm not hating on any parents out there. I'm sure there's, you know, there's plenty of fantastic educational programs and I'm sure, I'm sure that I'll probably do the same, but I guess I'm concerned. Like if, if mentorship and leadership and role models are derived from mediums that we're picking up on through media which role models are popping up on those devices are they the same are they having a different impact on the minds of tomorrow what are your thoughts on that i think we 
genuinely live in a world which has got a buffet of positive leaders. There are so many influential people out there and you can rabble off as many names. There's not enough hours in the day. There's so many positive people out there that are fighting for change. There are bookstores full around the world, full of inspiring stories of leadership and determination and successful driven individuals who are basically waving their hands in the air just trying to spread their message of positivity and colorful messages of learnings and teaching. So I definitely think this isn't a negative issue. Uh, but like anything, as you were saying, it's also balanced out with its fair share of junk out there that um, obviously <laughs> manipulate our growing human minds into believing and supporting a force or a movement, uh, which sometimes works against young kids. I currently do not have any offspring at all to to mold and mature in a direction that I hope that when I eventually do that <laughs> may have a little bit more of an opinion or more awareness as to how important this is within my child's upbringing. But I think the other thing that might be important is just to check in with other people and ask this question, which is exactly what we've done. We've asked you guys for your opinion on the difference between mentors, role models, and what that means to you. I've never really thought about having a role model, but that isn't to say that I don't have one. I think as I've grown uh, older, my role models have changed, but they sort of have the same weight in my head of um, how I look up to them. A role model to me is someone who you try to align yourself with in terms of characteristics and how they treat others. Uh, for me, that would be my granddad. Someone that encourages you to be the best that you can be and passes on like tips of their trade or, yeah, friends as well. I have role models as well, people who sort of uh, look a bit deeper within themselves and encourage me to do the same. I think there's a lot of pressure on role models to be something that they're sometimes not in the community. I take a lot of like inspiration from multiple people so I don't necessarily see a role model as one person. A mentor is more of like a professional guide. I think a role model doesn't have to have anything to do with career. I have no idea what the difference is between a mentor or a role model is. I guess a mentor, I think, is someone who's there every step of the way, whereas a role model is someone maybe you might look up to that doesn't know that you're looking up to them or relying on them for anything. Um, I quickly did a, I, I did my Googles just uh, before uh, recording this podcast, and I've, you know, I wanted to really work out what the difference was between, you know, mentor, role model, and leader. Because before this podcast, I thought the lines blurred, you know, and someone who I potentially would call a mentor, I would probably look to as a leader, and maybe I'd also put the same definition for role model as mentor. But to be honest, I've, I've always sort of, if, if I ask myself the question, do I have a mentor? Um, I, I struggled to answer it. And so when I looked at the definition, the definition of a mentor is an experienced and trusted advisor. And I, I, to be honest, I don't think I have that. I, I really don't think I have an experience other than my parents, other than if I was to ever have a problem in my life, they would be the people that I would go to um, solely because... I 100% trust them. And I believe they have the experience of living, you know, living more days on this planet than you and I. So, mm. but when I look at a role model, you know, which is defined as a person looked to by others as an example to be imitated. Well, you know, maybe some of the, maybe some of the things that my, that my, that my mom or my dad have done in their lives, I'm not so interested in imitating. So as much as they are mentors to me, and role models, maybe they aren't the role model that I would like to 
wholeheartedly imitate. If I take myself as an example and I, I relay back to the story that I told at the start of this, I was curious in playing sport, tennis. And so I looked to the people who were the best at that sport um, to find guidance or to find, uh, you know, to find leadership, to find, to work out what I needed to, to know in, in becoming better. So I think I have the question that I have is like, how do you find a mentor? Well, I guess you have to find what your interests are. You have to work work out what they are. And if your interests are about creating world peace, well, there's some really fantastic mentors out there, you know, that have created inc inc incredible amounts of world peace. Or if your interests or your passions are about politics, well, look to those people who are in the in the political space that are leaders or look to history, which I think is a really fantastic one because I don't always believe that role models need to be present. They don't need to be alive because there's plenty of people that have walked the earth before us, you know, leaders like Martin Luther King, you know, a leader of the African-American civil rights movement. These are all leaders of our world that have changed and shaped the direction of the planet, of people's opinions, of the way people people live. But one of the thing, things I find most fascinating about this about this topic of leadership, and it's, it strangely just struck me whilst I was sitting on a plane, it was in one of those travel magazines, I'm flicking through it, and this quote popped up, which said, leadership is isn't about taking people where they want to go. It's about taking people where they need to go. And that's a big difference. And I think mm. right now we're in a little bit of a wild west times, you know, because where do we need to go? Where, I mean, if we break down, like, where does the human race need to go? Where does the planet need to go? Where do I need to go after this podcast? Where do you need to go right now if you're driving along in your car? You know, who, why are you listening to us talk about leaders if you haven't found someone that's, you know, able to provide you with that formative knowledge or that, you know, something that, that fills you up? I don't know, but but I think in asking these questions and in uh, exploring these these topics, it might be able to put you back on a path or help you find something that, you know, you're essentially looking for. Dude, yes, absolutely. And I think that's the reason why Liv is a perfect person to speak to about all this sort of stuff because she's recognized that in other people. She's now trying to find that within herself to try and really understand this. And she shares so much of it, which I think is great. And I also think what she's doing is so brave. I mean, this is energy she could be pouring into so many other facets of her life, but She's devoting this not to herself, but also trying to share that and give that to other people. I think like it's absolutely beautiful. And that quote that you used before, I know the travel magazine one that you saw when you're on a plane, it's perfect. And I, I look at it it's the same. I think the difference between a role model and a mentor can't be very confusing. I think it's almost a mentor's job to show you where to look, but not tell you what you have to see. And I think we should get her on the phone immediately. You still got a number? I'll pop it in. This is it. We're doing it. We both shared scissors. <laughs> Obviously, with distance. Making sure that it rhymes. I feel as though it's the world. It's just a colloquial phrase. Like a, a list of. For 11 days solo. A weird. Um, hello, huh? Boy. <laughs> is that, is that, is that the, uh, the, uh, one and only Livy, Olivia Fifi? For a second there, I forgot your name and I was going to hang up on you. Uh, that is the one and only. Guys, oh. happy to hear from you. Oh, Jacob, we got Liv, Liv mm -hmm. you would have been a role model for me in this world, in the world of, um, presenting, in the world of personality, in the world of charisma, sharing your ideas, your opinions. Yeah. So that's that's why we've got you on here today to chat all about your, I guess, your experience and some of the, um, yeah, some of the lived experiences that you've had as being a mentor.
mentor, but also finding mentoringship. So the first thing that we really wanted to ask you was, do you have one? Firstly, that was so kind and hilarious that you said <laughs> that I was some kind of role model because I've never really thought I had a specific mentor, you know, whether it be presenting um, or life mentor or absolutely anything in my career. But when I think about it more, I have mentors all around me. And that when I break it down and I look back, no, I didn't pull somebody aside and say, can you mentor me through becoming a presenter? Can you mentor me through my life? But you you naturally gravitate to certain people. You look up to people, you align yourself with the right people. And yeah, you seek advice. And And one of the things that I am proudest of is in terms of a quality of mine is that I always ask for help. I always, mm. if it's, if it's, I'm needing help uh, emotionally with something that I'm going through, I'm very transparent and vulnerable. So I always tell my friends how I'm feeling. I will always ask for help. If I need help doing something, I will just ask for it. If I need help putting together an event or, um, you know, a charity thing, like I will just ask for help. And because the worst thing that can happen is that they say no. So I suppose, no, I haven't had a specific mentor, but yeah, I think you have mentors in lots of areas of your life without even knowing it, if that makes sense. Definitely. hundred thousand percent. And I think one other thing as well that I'm really interested in learning from you, Liv, is that, um, so your face is all over the telly. Um, there's a lot of people that look up to you and imagine there would be like lots of young girls that have, have used you as inspiration. Have you seen a lot of that? Yeah, firstly, that's a, a huge compliment. And I don't know, I think sometimes I forget that people might have watched me on TV or do follow me or, you know, I'm still a very, very, very small fish in a very big sea. Um, like I never, ever think that, oh, my God, people will know me. But, you know, I do need to remind myself that I do have some form of profile. So, for example, when you said people would reach out, I was getting bombarded with messages from teenage girls when I was on ABC3. So that was kind of my demographic during those years. They were everything from bullying, anxiety, social media, eating disorders. Uh, the list just goes on and on and on. So I was slowly replying to, you know, those um, kind of messages and Obviously, my first first uh, advice is always to get professional help. I am not allowed to be giving that advice, and I don't I don't know it. I'm not a professional, so that was always my first advice. But it came to a point where I got this one message, and I was I remember it so clearly. And I was sitting on my bedroom floor at six a.m. in the morning, and there was this message that just rocked me to my core and it was so heart-wrenching what this girl was going through and I spent half an hour sitting there crying replying to her and then I went for a quick walk before work and I was like that was heart-wrenching but it felt like I had purpose and that felt like what I was supposed to be doing like giving back and doing more and connecting with people and so I was like, there's got to be more, like there's got to be a way that I can combine this demographic that I have. And I love TV and I love performing, but there has to be a way that I can take this demographic and I can take uh, my studies and my passion and how I'm trying to live my day, my life every day. There has to be a way I can combine all that to 
help others and to be a better role model and to hold people's hands and support them. And so that's that's where Girls Who Glow uh, came from. It was the very moment I decided that I wanted to create a workshop that embodied all these different facets of health and tools that we need to live a healthy and happy life. And so with that, Girls Who Glow was born. And, you know, they these workshops where we go around Australia and cover nutrition and exercise and body image and social media and toxic relationships and mental health and gratitude and to reach out, to connect with these girls and to hopefully help them in one aspect or help get them to professional help or and whether you call that a mentor or a role model I don't know but that's what I'm most proud of oh Liv I'm I'm welling up right here on in the other side of the world right now so <laughs> can we come I mean I've got I want to come to one of the glow. workshops like I Liv, let I, me glow <laughs> we would love to have you as speakers when when this crazy world you know goes back to a bit of normality and we can have physical workshops again we would adore having you and you know what I want to point out that we have male speakers and I think they are so powerful not just because of their stories but just having a great male role model like you want to talk about role models and mentoring we have one speaker uh, Kieran Douglas and he is such a key speaker of our day. So he speaks just before we go into mental health and we have a psychologist come. He gets up there and he's this good looking, successful, beautiful dad, like the nicest guy you could possibly ever meet and just looks like his life is all together and, you know, great. We love Kieran. What a legend. He gets up there and he shares his story and he cries through it for 30 minutes and you watch the change while Kieran speaks and you watch girls start to break down and they think my god if this guy can get up there and share that and be vulnerable it allows them to feel like they can absolutely 1000% do the same my point of sharing that is it is so important for girls to see men being vulnerable and being open and sharing and it is so incredibly powerful for girls and um, women to see guys showing this. It is so comforting and, and it, it starts conversations and it it helps people more than you can believe. So, yeah, I think it's incredibly important to have guy role models um, for young girls as well. Uh, well, Jackie, I think we just found out who Liv's role model is. Good old K-bomb in the house. <laughs> You've lent on this a couple of times. Uh, I've almost counted up to almost six to eight times in one of your very first sentences when we first started this call with you. And that was saying that you don't know what you're doing and these sort of things. And it makes me think as to, I definitely, with the way you're speaking now, would consider you a leader. And like I've learned so much from you already. Do you think you've learned a lot of these skills along your way on your journey? Or do you think that sometimes you, people are born leaders? What's your take on that? It's hard to answer because you don't have to have it all together to be a leader, to help someone, to inspire someone, to mentor someone. You know, life is messy <laughs> and, you know, we're not perfect. Life isn't perfect. And so, I think, you know, this is something that gets thrown around so much as authenticity, but I believe in it wholeheartedly. It's, it's probably what I have, uh, aligned myself with more than anything throughout my life is that 
every time I detour from being authentic because I think I need to be cooler or, you know, less crazy or quieter or whatever it is that I think I need to be for a certain person or a certain role or a certain job, everything falls apart everything. And so every time I get back on that path of sticking in my lane and and what, you know, excites me and being 100% honest with myself, that's when really great things happen. And that's when I attract the right people. And that is when I am in turn inspiring others. And that is when you both are inspiring others. And that is when every single person that is listening to this is, is being a leader because passion inspires passion and authenticity inspires authenticity. And that is a leader. And so, you know, I suppose answering that question is you don't have to be born a leader. You don't have to think you're a leader, but if you are doing something you're passionate about and you are working hard, you are inspiring others to do the same. And that is a leader at the end of the day. Liv, this has been inspiring for more than one reason. Uh, I absolutely love this and I've learned so much from you. We all have. Thank you so much for taking some time out with us here on the World of Weird podcast. And uh, if you need us, just get in touch with Guys at Glow. We'll be uh, starting that up in the next 24 hours, right, Jake? (laughs) Guys, in all seriousness, though, thank you so much. I've loved speaking to you. Your energy is phenom. You're deep. You're everything a guy should be. So thank you for what you're doing. Oh man, isn't she just a bubble of energy? I love speaking to people that just that can just throw you onto a you know a new little path or a new direction that you're just like, oh, I didn't think of that. Every time we have these podcasts, it happens. Oh, she's an absolute gem. I love that woman. So good. My brain immediately feels twice as big. I think one of the things that I'm going to take away the most from this chat with you and with Liv is I think we all just have to take responsibility that we all are role models. I believe the world leadership is something that we all possess. I mean, some of us might just be able to wave that flag slightly more prouder than others because we've got something to wave about it for. But I feel as though that, you know, people talk about that switch that gets flicked when they suddenly become parents, those leadership responsibilities. I feel sometimes that leadership is instinctive. And I feel as though if you tune into that and if you were to really spend some time thinking about it, there's always been someone that's come up to you and said, hey, you've inspired me this or the way you do this or we are all role models. We are all leaders in our own right. And I feel as though regardless or not, if we are mentoring someone or being mentored, I feel as though there is a role to be played there. So um, I'm learning from you. Hopefully you're learning from me. Hopefully you've you've learned from us. And uh, if you've got Mm. anything to contribute to this chat, maybe jump on the World of Weird podcast and let us know. Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode on the World of Weird. As always, get in touch on our Instagram at the World of Weird podcast. Um, and yeah, send us a DM on what, what you'd like to hear next in upcoming episodes. Absolutely. Jake, it's always a pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for sharing your insight. Thank you for listening to us and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>